All right, we're live today with Enoch. What? How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thanks, Good for, to thanks for having me. Yeah, Good to see you. So brother. we're live in studio. We're going to talk about whether Satan was enthroned in the Vatican in 1963. It's a claim of Malachi Martin. It's been brought up again recently. We'll discuss that. We're going to talk about, we were just before, the Pope giving relics of the true cross to King Charles. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Anything else y'all want to do? We're going to do a lot of Q&A today. So if you've got questions, once we say we're doing questions, rocking the questions. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. So wherever you are, we can see your questions, and we will try to answer them. All right, let's do a prayer. We'll do the Our Father. Oremos nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater noster, qui es in celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, via voluntas tua, secut in cello et in terra. Anum nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et temite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos malo. Amen. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, Enoch. Well, Doc. I, I got to say, traditional Catholic rap. I was a cynic. <laughs> I was a cynic. And um, <laughs> when I first heard about you, I was just kind of like shrug shoulders, like no big deal. And then I don't you, blame you. <laughs> <laughs> and all. then you did you did the um, you did the song "Unite the Clans." Yeah, yeah. Which had a reference to me, and people started sending it to me, so I listened to. It. I was like, "Oh, yeah. did they? Okay." I was like, "Yeah, this is okay. This is pretty good. It's fun. <laughs> I like it." Sure. Um, and you kind of had all the who's who and like Catholic media yeah. in there. Um, the Steve Skojic at the end. Yeah, have yeah. you ever heard from him on that? No, no, I don't know if any, I don't know if you know if he heard it. Okay, so, yeah, so okay. Um, and then I um, I don't know how, but I heard another one of your songs, and I like to listen to like hyped up music when I work out. Sure. And so much of it is depraved and degenerate. Yeah. yeah. So um, so then I found I can't remember if, which album it was. It was either Traditionis or um, Deus Vol. Deus Vol. Yeah. And then I listened to it all the way through, and I was like having fun. I was like, I like this, and then I listened to the other one, and then nice. now it's pretty much on my repeat when I run. Oh, cool! Thanks, yeah. man. Thanks, yeah. Doc. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, that's one of, one of the reasons I actually made it. Because, and you know, folks actually say, "How do you reconcile rap with traditional?" And I don't blame them whatsoever. Actually, I sympathize with them because I'm in the same boat as they are when it comes to music. It's not just the content. Music alone has an effect on our soul, too. And rap coming off of... It's the cousin of rock and roll. The cousin, and rock and roll is a cousin of jazz. And a lot of times, jazz was used... Which was called syncopated, which is not yeah. in the proper order. Um, so rap does not fulfill that proper order. Uh, if In moderation, in right times, while you're working out, if you have a decent rap song that's... Lyrics that are holy in, in a way, in tr- traditional Catholicism. That's what I try to do. Uh, and I, th- I think it's okay. Uh, just like television, you can, if you watch the right show with, the, with your family yeah. every once in a while in moderation, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't recommend my songs being played 24 7 in people's houses. So, right. uh, I think yeah. chant should be done. How about at church? Are you during the church? <laughs> 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 well, we did. We, you had that, that rapping priest, right? Oh, the homily man, that in was German. So cringe, right? Yeah. The German. Yeah, we call him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph Rapsinger. Yeah, right? Joseph Rapsinger. <laughs> <laughs> 
God bless him. Yeah, God bless him. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about this. Um, have you seen this claim? Mm-hmm. It's been referenced a lot. I've heard Father Ripperger mention it. Yeah. It, there was an article on LifeSite. Malachi Martin talks about it. Yeah. The enthronement of Satan in the year is given to 1963. The way I understand it is after John Paul uh, John the 23rd died, uh, the Second Vatican Council was already in progress. Yeah. And a group of cardinals did an enthronement ceremony in a chapel. And I don't know what chapel it is. Sure. Maybe someone in the live chat has heard about this. Okay. So um, now in the Malachi Martin book, there was a parallel enthronement in South Carolina. You know, you know about this? I've, I've heard of it. No, and much details. Malachi Martin and others have confirmed, and I think it's common knowledge now, that that was Bernadine. Ah, okay. Yeah. Chicago, right? Yeah, before he was before in he Chicago. Chicago. Okay. And he kind of became the bishop maker, the king maker. Sure. Here in America. And uh, I mean, I believe, and I talk about an infiltration, the connection with Saul Alinsky, the Archdiocese of Chicago, mm. even Mundelein Seminary. Sketch. Is that- Super sketch, man. Yeah, and, 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 um, and ritual abuse. The sad thing is in the South Carolina, I, I don't want to talk about it, but there was, her name is Agnes, that was allegedly molested during a satanic okay, mass, and that was in parallel with what was going on in Rome. Sure. And that this created a, a blockage of grace in the church. Okay. So, like, exorcists will say, like, before the 60s, like, they could exorc- do an exorcism on demons in, like, a day or two. Liberations were faster. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard Now that. it's, like, yeah. nine months. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. What happened? Well, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, uh, you know I, I, I've heard Father Ripperger. Shout out to Father Rip. Um, I, I've, I've heard him say that, too, that, that the, among the consensus of, of exorcists, it's taken a lot longer to liberate souls than before. Right. Uh, and, and I... Grace flows through the bishops, through the hierarchy. Yeah, top down. Yeah, top down. Grace, or Father Wolf used to say, grace runs downhill. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost, water. yeah, when you, when, when you kind of, not turn it off completely, but when you shut, the, shut off the faucet a little bit, yeah. you don't get as much grace, right. unfortunately. And when you have some, someone like uh, Bernadine, who's up there, and McCarrick and those guys, yeah. um, that's, I think, you, you cut off... You, we, we go back to when we say, like, I don't know, you talked to partisans before, I, I talked to them and, and I said, listen, the water flows pure as closest to the faucet. Yes. The longer it runs, the more contaminated it's going to be. This is why the church fathers are so important mm-hmm. because they, you know, they're, they're the apostles of the apostles themselves. So when we're talking about <clears throat> the, the, the authority that they were given by Christ, in order to to, to, to to bring grace, when when they're doing stuff like that, I mean, a chastisement comes yeah. out of that. It's so that's that's what I'm thinking. It's 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 unfortunate to kind of tighten the to tighten the grip on, on the grace that we're not getting as much. Yeah, and, and but it's not. This would be not just they messed up. You know, no, like yeah. Moses. You know, he hit the rock twice. Yeah, like, yeah. Those are like. It's <laughs> a good point. It's it's bad. He messed up. He didn't obey. But this would be like 
straight up enthroning Lucifer at ground zero at the Vatican. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just not like, oh, you know, it's running downstream and getting some pollutants in it and we need a filtration system. That's just pouring poison at the font. Onto the the font, yeah. Yeah, directly. And people with authority to do so. That's the the major issue. I mean, it also goes back to the whole Bella Dodd situation, right? Which Mm -hmm. Sheen, Sheen talked about the fact that your book, Infiltration, when you infiltrate an X amount of people into the they they're gonna they're gonna get up there in hierarchy. Yeah, and we don't know. McCarrick. Yeah, McCarrick. McCarrick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you know to name just just one one that we know of, right? Who just didn't he just uh, get a just came out with him? Yeah, uh, the state of Wisconsin has slapped him again. Did they? Another yeah, with another. Sexual Another abuse. case. Oh boy. Yeah, he's not even a cardinal anymore, is he? He's not a cardinal, but he's still he's not still, in jail. He's still putting pieces together. I'm assuming. I, I Probably mean, has power, right? Yeah, I mean, he still has great influence. Sure. Yeah, there's a whole China situation too, right? In the China, in yeah. the in the Chinese Vatican situation, has his fingerprints all over it. So, I mean, I guess the question is: is what do we do? Um. You know, you got the Pachamama thing in, mm-hmm. in St. Peter's. You, in just this past week, St. John Lateran, you've got fake bishops having a fake mass on the altar of the cathedral in Rome. Like these are these are desecrations. This is it the Anglican thing you're the Anglican oh, yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. these are desecrations that in Catholic history would require reconsecration. And we're not talking about a random cathedral in Nebraska. We're talking about the basilicas of Rome, right? Yeah, infiltrated with things that are sacrilegious happening on them, sure. like idols, like false sacraments, a right. false mass. Right. I mean, there's a black mass, but also just. I mean, if you and I, if you just went over there and got some bread and pulled out a bottle of wine, <laughs> and you were like, "This is my body," this, and you're like messing around, yeah, right. It, the transubstantiation wouldn't happen. Nope. It would still be a sacrilege. Though, it would, yeah, yeah. Because you're goofing around With and you're. That are or if I got a, you know, a whiskey or Gatorade and was like, "I baptize you," and like, that's a sacrilege. Yeah, yeah. People, I've seen people say, "Well, it wasn't valid, so it's no big deal." No, it is a big deal. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. You, you, you don't mess with the sacred. Yeah. That's what we teach our no. children, too. You yeah. know, it's, um, and, like, even if you know, you're a kid and you're, like, baptizing people in the pool, like, that's not good. Like, no. playing around. No. You don't do that. Mm-mm. Um, Mm-mm. Yeah. Now, what, did you see this thing about the Pope gave relics of the true cross to King I Charles heard about of it. England? Yeah. What is the... I mean, King Charles <laughs> is morally... Not upright, Mm-mm. which you know, political leaders often aren't. Right, and in Catholic history, we've got a whole string of those in every nation. <laughs> yeah, right, including our own. We don't even have that many Catholic leaders. We've got JFK and right. Joe Biden. Yeah, um, both of them had issues. Yeah, but but he is not just a Protestant. Yeah, he says he is the governor and head of a religion, the Church of England. Sure. Because Henry VIII says he was the head of the church. Sure. And every single English monarch since then, except for um, Mary, what right. they call Bloody Mary, 
every single monarch since then has claimed that privilege, that title, mm -hmm. in defiance of the Pope. Sure. So why is the Pope going to give him... I mean, is the relic of the true cross the highest relic we got? I mean, you could say the bones of Peter, but right. I think true cross. Sure. I mean, the true cross was saturated with the blood of Christ. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how is this not pearls before swine? Well, I think in a way it is. Um, I don't know the, the, the actual intention, but it doesn't look good. And this is one of the major... What if Charles, who's a, yeah. a Freemason, wants to do some black masses right. with it? Yeah, or that's a major issue. Some, some sacrilegious chapel right? Where, where evil things are happening. In the name of ecumenism, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's what it is, exactly. right? Exactly. At this point. It's the, and I, I don't know how far we want to get into this thing, but if we're talking... Let's go real far. If, 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 <laughs> you know, if, if we're talking about the absolute agenda... Mm -hmm. The major agenda from the uh, from the counterfeit religion, uh, ecumenism, in in a way, ecumenism is supposed to be dialogue to welcome them in to to, for the, to understand Catholicism better, so everybody can become Catholic. Yes. Well, yes. I, okay. So I'm going to differ a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah. Ecumenism, the word like we used ecumenical, mm -hmm. oikom. So. Like oikomenos, oikos in Greek. I sound like uh, my big fat Greek wedding, right? <laughs> every Greek word, every word has a Greek origin. Oikos means house, dwelling, dwelling, yeah, right. And so, ecumenical really refers to the whole dwelling of Christendom. So, like in the West, we say Christendom. Mm -hmm. Christendom is the integration of the church and the state, right. properly ordered. Right. The church is superior, and the state is inferior, right. and there's an integration there. That doesn't mean that the bishop is the local mayor, <laughs> yeah, and the right. priest is the sheriff and the police officer. Sure. There's their own spheres, but there is an integration to that. Right. And Catholicism has always taught that. It's sure. also in the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, and so we call it Christendom. Christ and then dom comes from domos meaning house. Sure. So it's Christ's house, right. Christendom. It's this integration. So when we said ecumenical, that was like everyone who dwells in Christ's house comes together and has a council. Ecumenical. Sure. Right. So that's what ecumenical means. Right. It's the household of Christ. Sure. This whole idea of let's go hang out with Muslims and Hindus right. and atheists and that's ecumenical. I'm not so sure about that. Okay. And we don't have dialogue for the sake of dialogue. It's right. like, you should be, you're a Buddhist. Yes. You're never going to be enlightened unless you have Christ. Correct. Be baptized. Sure. Yeah. yeah Receive the Eucharist. That's the end, you know? right? That should yeah. be the end of, uh, the, the means is justified the end. That should be the end of it at all. It's, it's bringing everybody to, to Christ and the one true church, which is the Catholic Church. Which is the Catholic Church, yeah. yeah. You know, both in both rights, the Eastern and yeah. the, the West, the East and the right. West. Yeah. But, you know, but if, if, if we're talking about taking it, if the agenda is to have a one world religion. Which is the agenda. Which is the yeah. agenda, the ultimate agenda. Yeah. Ec ecumenism and their interpretation of it has, has to yeah. manifest itself. Ecumenism yeah. is religious globalism. Correct. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Right. And ecumenism presumes 
no one has their theology correct. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. Or everyone, on the flip side, everyone, everyone has, yeah. because they are all have their own experience right. of what it, of their experience of God, and you can't say that anyone's experience of God is illegitimate. Correct, that's that's that's. So like, you'll reasoning. hear cardinals say, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, the Buddhists, they're experiencing God in their own way. Right, yeah. Yeah, to them, conscious usurps yes. truth. Which is not not that right. conscious must be formed to the truth, right versus vice versa. Yeah, and you see it in RCIA nowadays most mm -hmm. of the time. I've seen it. I mean, Explain I was that. director of youth ministry for okay for a, uh, a local Nova Sorda parish in San Diego, and uh, shout out shout out to all the leaders um, who helped me out throughout the time. We had the biggest confirmation program in the entire diocese, four hundred students a year. Wow! And when I found the tradition in 2016, 2015, 2016, I started going to the TLM. And at St. Anne's? St. Anne's. Yeah. yeah, you know St. Anne's. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been there. Shout yeah. out to all the people at St. Anne's San Diego. Absolutely, yeah. And Father Lyons, a great pastor. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you a quick story about Father Lyons, real quick? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Father Lyons is up. So we had Father, uh, Father Guzmandi on there. Okay. Such a great pastor. He was, Father Guzmandi was amazing, but he's a big picture guy. Mm -hmm. and, and I love his homilies. He's just a cool guy. He's a PA now. And he was buying all these buildings and doing all these renovations. And so he, there's a transfer. So Father Lyons comes in. Okay. Father Lyons is like, if if I if I could guess what Saint John Vianney was like, I look at Father Lyons because okay. he's he's just got that, he's meek but he's strong. Yeah. So, he, uh, I told him I said I'm, I, I teach confirmation. I'm one of the confirmation uh, directors. Uh, can I, you know, can I assist you in a, uh, in a confirmation class? So when he got there, the laity were teaching catechesis. Okay. He's like, we're not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. So we have three priests. So now the priests are doing it. Good. Priests are doing it. So I bless them on Sunday. They work from like start to finish. They're always working. And one time I saw him after mass and I was standing with him. We were talking. This parishioner came in and he said, Father Lyons, you know, we had all these plans of, uh, of buying, you know, buying, we money. We were buying this building and this parking lot and we were supposed to do all these renovations. And he would do the renovations that he would do is you would walk in and you would notice the doors painted. The floors are right. taken care of. The right. pews are, you know. So I'm standing with him, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. His answer <laughs> was like the best answer I've ever heard. The guy was like, what are your plans for, like, the future plans for the parish? And he says, my plans to turn my parishioners into saints. Mm -hmm. And I was like, he gets it. Mm -hmm. He understands yes, it. So saying it, shout out, shout out to Father Lyon. Yes. Uh, being a director of youth ministry at that time, um, RCIA, we had a Jesuit pastor come in. And he kind of flipped RCIA into this conscious, yeah. you know, you experience God the way you do. <laughs> I remember sitting in a meeting and they said, we're, we're not doing any teaching. There's no teaching. We're just going to let them read and experience and share. And the funny part about it is I'm sitting in a meeting. That's synodality right That's there, what it is, right? Jesuit. It is. Yeah. Jesuit. Jesuit. Not yeah. real Jesuit. No, no. Pseudo-Jesuit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're doing shout out, shout out, saying Ignatius. Yeah, shout out, shout out, <laughs> But and he's sitting, over, and I'm sitting in the meeting, and I was like, "Let me ask you a question. I just, just a quick question. What happens if the person reads the scriptures and decides out of their own conscience that they don't think Christ is Christ is God, right? That Jesus is God, the second person of the Trinity, right? And they said, "Well, we'll correct them." I said, "What do you? So you're going all around." <laughs> To finally, it's like, why don't you just teach that to begin with? Yeah. What's why the, risk it? What's why risk it? What's the point? Yeah. What if they don't ask a question? What if they come out of RCIA thinking this and don't actually tell anybody? 
And all of a sudden you're baptizing someone and confirming somebody who believes in the heresy. Yeah. So it yeah, so this whole conscious thing just makes So down the street from where we are right now, there's a Catholic church. Yeah. Uh, Novus Ordo. And uh, a long time ago I, I went in there and uh, I got talking to um the pastor there, the priest. Cool. And uh, he was he was locally promoting him going to the mosque. Okay, <laughs> he wanted he wanted everyone to pray for him because he's going to the mosque. And um, so I said I was cool. All right, I was like very respectful. Yeah. And I was like, Father, I, I understand that you're going to the mosque and you want everyone to support all that. And he goes, Yeah, yeah. And I said, Well, why? <laughs> and he said, well, because of Vatican II, we have to be ecumenical and we have to support them and encourage them. Sure. Just as I'm encouraging y'all to be good Catholics, we need to encourage them to be good Muslims. Mm. So I said, well, don't they teach that the Trinity is a blasphemy mm -hmm. and that Christ is not the Son of God? Mm. And he didn't like that. And I said, don't they deny matrimony as one man, one woman. Right. Right? Yeah. And guess what his response was? What is it? You haven't been reading enough Pope Francis. That's, yeah, what, that's what he told me. Yeah, but you've been reading the Quran. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then, I, you know, I just said, you know, aren't we, before Jesus ascended into heaven, <laughs> he said, go into all nations, teaching them all that I commanded you and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Right. Right? Right. And he said, ah, but if you read Thomas Aquinas, he says everyone has to follow their conscience. And then I said, Thomas Aquinas also teaches that you must form your conscience in accordance with natural law mm -hmm. and the revealed divine religion oh, well, of Jesus right. Christ. Mm. And I said, Muslims mm. have not formed their conscience on matrimony. Right. Because they're polygamists. Sure. And as a Catholic priest, you should be helping them form their conscience according to the teachings of Christ, not the teachings of Christ. He got pissed. He said, that's the problem with you fundamentalists. You don't even help um, women when they're pregnant. Oh, he took it there. Yeah, he just was like, left turn. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm going to get this fundamentalist. He went the social justice route. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The so-called social yeah. justice route. Oh, but I mean, that's, that's the thinking of like liberal Catholic parishes and it's this whole idea of ecumenism post-vatican II. um we just need when i was an episcopal priest they would say don't don't become catholic stay where you're at you're ministering to the anglicans you're a good person right they need you right no no salvation outside the church right yeah not yeah. according to them yeah i mean they they say pretty much 90 something percent everyone except hitler is going to heaven it's pretty much their doctrine right that's a good one that's right yeah yeah that, that seems to be the uh the, the standard right 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 if you're not hitler you, you can skate right through yes heaven. or if you're like a dirty capitalist you know right yeah, yeah. <laughs> right you yeah. own a factory you know right you're going to hell i don't know if you saw this build is a wall yeah you're going to hell you're going to hell that's right which is funny because Especially nowadays, isn't it funny that the answer to every crisis is communism? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? It's like, yeah. What? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, what was that? 
the, the tweet that came out the other the other day, the guy said, "If you go to adoration, you know, and, and mm-hmm. you don't come out of your way, you're wasting, you're wasting your time." Yes. I um, I don't know if you saw what I tweeted. I saw what no, you what, tweeted, which yeah. was actually really really great. All I said was translation. If you don't go to adoration and come out a communist, or, or, yeah. or, or come out performing your conscience to the DNC's party line, it's a waste. It's of, a waste of time. Yeah. That's what it really is. Yeah, that's what yeah. they're really saying when right. they say social justice. That's what they mean. Yeah. They don't believe that Catholic. See, the chief goal of this religion is we must help the poor. Sure. We must save our souls. We must be saved. But that's yeah. those two things aren't the chief. Correct. The chief purpose of this is to glorify and honor God forever. Yes. In this life and then perfectly and, in the next yeah. through the beatific vision. Cool. Sure. That's the whole purpose. Like mass, a lot of people get freaked about this. The number one priority in mass is not to receive communion. People get freaked out about that. Right. It is the oblation. It is the sacrifice. Because mm. mm-hmm. we're required to go to mass 52 Sundays a year plus holy days. Right. We're only required to receive communion once. One time. And that's a very ancient understanding of what mass is. Sure. Because the mass is the perfect adoration and worship of God. Correct. Because Jesus is performing it. Yeah, he is. He's performing it. And the (laughs) priest is in in persona Christi. Correct, yeah. Right? But even if there's no laity there, no lay people, it is still a perfect sacrifice. Yes. Even if no lay people receive communion, it's still perfect adoration. Yeah, Yeah, offered to the Father. we We can do our own adoration or like get our guitars and put our hands up and all all that stuff and okay but unless it's united to the crucifixion of jesus sure it's not perfect it's not no and only the mass is that perfect a great adoration and they don't they don't they don't so like for them going to eucharist adoration or or even the latin mass because it's so like god forward and god centered yeah they're like, well, what, what? The lady people don't even understand what the priest is saying because he's whispering in Latin. It's like, like, that's not a problem. He's not talking to you. He ain't talking to you. He's not talking to you. He's not yeah. talking to you. Right, right. Yeah, it's funny. Um, when I was talking about the youth ministries, a lot of the leaders, some of the young adults, they started going to Saint Anne's. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask them to. Latin mass. They started going Latin mass, Saint Anne's. Until this day, they're the ones that are one hundred percent Catholic. So this day, mm-hmm. that mass, I, I don't. It forms the conscience, mm-hmm. and it gets you. It gets you devoted. Yep. Now, let me ask you this question. Yep. Um, I want. I want to see where, where where you're coming out here. Let me ask you this question. Not so far who. But what is the face of Catholicism in the U.S. today? Like what is it? Like what does it look like? What does it look like? Like if you think about it, it looks like a Methodist church. It doesn't it. Yeah. It, that's not appealing to anybody. It's not. So my, like, and you look at a movie, yeah, and they make it look like oh, if it's supposed to be Catholic, they like have the priest in a cassock, right. and there's like dim lights and like candles yeah. flickering, yeah, 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 you know, and there's like Gregorian chant, right. So they know what Catholics supposed to look like, look like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you go into a real Catholic church, it's yeah. like. You know, pink carpet, night felt banners, yeah, and like nuns that are wearing like a jumpsuit. Sure. And priests that are wearing a whole, I met a priest not too long ago, straight up wearing a Hawaiian shirt. I'm just like, <laughs> if you hadn't told me your name was Monsignor, I wouldn't even know. Right, 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 right. Right. Well, I mean, what a what a lost opportunity to 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 fish. Mm-hmm. If you're wearing your kid, a lot of people I know say, yeah, I found I found a priest just walking in the street under the bus, and they're, they're, 
to ask you for confession because mm-hmm. they know who they are. When yeah. you're wearing a white shirt, you yeah. miss an opportunity. You should be fishing. I yeah. like that. Yeah. You, do you have your lures out or not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I heard a priest once say, oh, I never wear my clerics at the airport because when you're at the airport and if people see a priest, they always want to hear a confession because they know you're never going to see you again. Mm-hmm. And I just get hounded. So I don't wear my clerics. Oh. I was like... What a missed opportunity. That's like, every time I go fishing, I never put a lure in the water. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I catch too many fish. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Didn't Jesus say, I make you fishers of men? Fishers of men, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, because I've been contemplating on this for a while. I'm thinking to myself, what is the face of Catholicism in the U.S.? Okay, what is it? Describe it. I don't, I don't, I, well, I think what you said was actually true. Like, well, li- my thing mainline is, liberal Protestant. It is, and here's here's my because I work. I've been working with youth for twelve years. Yeah. There's something about, especially teenagers. There's something about teenagers. One, because we had a lot of youth come through the confirmation program, two or three thousand probably by the time I was done. And I found one thing in common. They all want a purpose. Yes. You give them something to do. They have the energy. They will do it. But there, ha- there has to be there has to be an end to it. Yes. Like you have to point them to an end. Yeah. And what I'm seeing, the reason why I think the young people are, are, are gravitating towards the left nowadays, the Gen, Gen Z, you would yeah, say, yeah. Zoomers. it's because there's a constellation of visible return. Explain you, that. You do X, okay. you're going to get you, know, uh, yeah. you, you get Z, right? So, yeah. for example, if you, if you post a black screen on your, on your social media, you're fighting justice. Yes. So there's a constellation of visible return. I'm, I'm, Got I'm, it. I'm, you know, I'm getting a sense of dopamine effect right. out of my action is, and you're part of a big cause. You're part of a huge cause, so it's yeah. a religion in a way. It is a religion. In the in the Catholic faith, the reason why I think the TLM is so attractive is because it gives them that, but in the opposite end. Okay. Die to yourself. Right. Build a family. Be a good husband, right. father. Fast, Sanctification. Fast. fast pray. Yeah. You're in a spiritual battle, and all men want that. Yeah. Where's the like the middle? Doesn't like. like what are you? What are you fighting what for? What is the middle? What is, is is there a middle? I, I would say is your typical Nova Sordo. You wouldn't say that that's more to the left. It's it's probably like center left. You know. Maybe like your conservative. Yeah, you conservative. conservative yeah, Nova conservative Nova Sordo. You got you got that middle ground, but there. I haven't heard a homily from from a Nova Sordo priest that I that I remember. I, I can remember some bad ones. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> so, I haven't heard a good one. I, I wasn't at it, but my <laughs> wife heard one. It was an Indian priest. Sure. And he said, I want everyone to know that before Vatican II, we used to teach that you had to be Catholic to go to heaven. But now after Vatican II, we teach that everyone can go to heaven. Which, and it's like, well, which one was Jesus teaching? Right, exactly. And yeah. how did it change? Right, And yeah. the Holy Ghost, just he flipped? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, God can't change, right? Mm-hmm. And doctrine does not change either. Mm-mm. So I didn't know about sanctification until I started reading St. Alphonsus. Right. And I didn't get to St. Alphonsus until I start the traditional movement. Like isn't that movement. odd? Because Vatican II was supposed to bring about this revolution of sanctifying the lay people. Yes. Like every they, they call to everyday sanctity. That's right, yeah. Wherever you are, you don't have to wear yeah. a... Benedictine habit mm-hmm. to be a canonized saint, mm-hmm. right? We're all called by baptism. And yet what we've seen is is more secularism amongst the laity. Correct. Less scripture study, less prayer, less rosary, right. less adoration. And then we've also just seen less monks, nuns, and priests. Yes. Like, 
it didn't work. No. Whatever this recipe was to like accompany the lay people, it didn't work. Right. The old way was here is the height, like here is St. Benedict. Yeah. Here is St. Francis. Mm. Here's the little flower. And also they have canonized lay saints too, but like yeah. they were placing the ideals up yes. before us. Right. And then strive for that. And if you come up short, still you made it to 89%. Yeah. It's better than being 2%. Right, right. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, it's so true. And I wish you do this. And I think there's other folks who, folks who do this. Um, Anthony and Rob avoiding Babylon. You were just on there. Mm -hmm. so, 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 those two are awesome. I think they're in the show right now. Are they? Those two are so cool. Yeah, I saw one of them, Anthony or and Rob. I don't know. Yeah, I love, shout, shout out to uh, Anthony out. and Rob. Uh, they just had Father Isaac on. Yeah, yeah. I haven't watched it yet, but I want to uh, watch what it. Is, Father Isaac is one of my favorite yeah. people in the world. He spits fire, to use a rap term. He does, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's got bars. As yeah, he's got be, bars. Yeah, Father he's Isaac got has got bars. Um, which is really funny, because he, to me, Father Ripperger is, is like being, you know, being hit with a whole bunch of ninja stars mm -hmm. all at once. Yeah. And, fa and Father Isaac is like being, you know, bulldozed. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting bolder. And I was, well, I was I was at the airport. I, I, didn't, I couldn't check, check it out yesterday. So mm -hmm. I was at the airport. And I was watching it. And I was looking at through the, uh, the live chats. And you and I have been listening to Father Isaac for the longest time. A lot of the stuff that he said was re repeated. Yeah. But there were a couple people that listened for the first time. And they're like, what? And those people, the way they were talking Here you go. Here's chat, your shout out. Avoiding Babylon. There they are. Love you, Fawaz. <laughs> yeah, I love you guys there they too. are. Yeah. Uh, and... What I, what I would say is... By the way, if y'all see me looking over this way, I'm not ignore, ignoring Enoch. I'm just watching the show over here. And what, th those guys, for the first time, will start praying the rosary, the people who will listen to him. Yes. So my question, my, so the reason I asked this well, question... Well, I'm, I'm like 20% yeah. like of Father Isaac like when it comes to that. you know. And even people, to me, are like, why are you telling people to pray the rosary every day? Like, too hardcore. You're going to scare people. Wow, it's like, this is like... In 1950, what I'm saying is like the bare minimum. It is the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say you're more than 20% of Father Isaac. Okay, maybe I might. Yeah, you're a little bit more. What are you going to give me? Give me a grade. What am I at? <laughs> Father Isaac? <laughs> um, <laughs> probably 50. Okay. I'd give 50% okay. of Father I'll Isaac. 50. You, tell them, 50. you tell them how it is. I'll take it 50. You, 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 give, you, know, you give them what they need to hear. So, um, Yeah, so that, that's why I brought up this question. Like, we as Catholics... We need to bring the face of Catholicism and make it appealing to young people. And it is appealing to young people because we see families growing in the TLM movement. Exactly. Because where the Holy Ghost is, life springs. Life, exactly. Life, life springs. And I wrote that song, Married Young, with Margaret, Margaret Knapp. She's an incredible artist. She's a great singer. She's going to be at the conference, too. We'll, okay. we'll do it um, tonight. Oh, by the way, shout out. Enoch is in town. He's in Dallas for... Until Sunday. Oh, yeah. oh, oh um, I'm, I'm here for the uh, y, YCP, uh, Young Catholic Professionals National Conference. They asked me to do a performance, uh, entertainment from 8 to 10 tonight. Yep. I'll be, and I'll be there, and I'll be here tomorrow as well for the conference. But I, I did book a, a professional studio session with uh, C26 for Foundation. Yeah, uh, I was kind of disappointed you didn't invite me to like come and drop in some bars. You got to come make the beat. That would be real fun. Come, come, come. Come drop it. <laughs> Hit him up. Yeah. Hit him up. DJ Quick. 
Dewey Rhymes. I love that. That's my that's my rap name Dewey is, is DJ Dewey Rhymes, that's, dude. That's the that's the one of the best rap rap names I've heard. That's so funny. You'll you'll like you like the Catholic Buster Rhymes. Really <laughs> yeah, cool. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> DJ Dewey. Okay, you want to take some questions? Sure, sure. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of people in the chat today. How many we got? We got uh, one thousand. 365 we're on twitter youtube and uh, facebook i'm seeing a lot of people i recognize here in the chat kennedy hall's in the chat shout out to kennedy yeah avoiding babylon's in the chat a lot of regulars are here so if you've got a question or a comment um leave it over here we can look over here to the right we can see all your comments um wesley phillips we need a uh taylor marshall an intro or interlude Rosary is our greatest weapon. Yep. Agreed on that. Yep. Laura's here. I see Laura in the chat a lot. Welcome, Laura. Um, if you got a question, make sure you put a question mark on it, and uh, then we can we can see it. Sure. Mac P says Enoch best rapper alive. <laughs> Dude, uh, appreciate that. I disagree, but I appreciate that. <laughs> man, you just surpassed Tupac. Oh man, is Tupac the greatest? Not on his content, but on his skill. Who's the best rapper of all time? My opinion? Yeah, your opinion. Nas. Nas, okay. Yeah. I don't know much about him. Yeah. You think opinion. he's the best? I think he's the good. He's okay. the greatest. Yeah. Nas. He's the goat. Okay. In the mainstream world, there's underground rappers that I could I would put, but that's it's a different genre in a way. Different different sport. Here's a here's a good question. Uh T Matt says Wife is chill with cigars in the house. So this is the studio. This is not my house. And I do, Joy's probably watching right now. Love you, Joy. I do smoke cigars in my house. You smoke Shout cigars in your house? Wife. Yes, I do. Yeah, my wife loves the smell, actually. My wife likes it, too. She likes the smell, yeah. But my other argument is, and I tell this to guys, guys are like, you smoke in your house? How did you? I was like, do you pay the mortgage? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that Arnold squirt? The Arnold one? What's the Arnold one? Well, he's, he's, this interviewer, he's smoking a cigar, and his interviewer is like, do you smoke a cigar in his house? He goes, yeah. Because I'm not a pansy like you who hides in the closet <laughs> while he smokes. <laughs> she said it's pretty much what you yeah. just said. It's, it's, it's actually kind of funny. No, and you know what's crazy is like all these uh, colognes, like nowadays, they all got tobacco in them. Is that so, right? Yeah, so they figured out like women like tobacco. So there yeah, you go. Yeah, my wife loves the smell. Yeah. She, she likes it. Yeah, yeah, she'll sit next to me. And... So um, yeah, shout out to the wives. Oh, your, the wives, what, absolutely. My wife, your wife. Yeah, and uh, will your wife ever smoke a cigar? Uh, no, no, she she wouldn't. Um, my wife will like five times a year. Is that right? Yeah. So it's, it's for celebration. Uh, or just, she doesn't like how it makes her mouth feel and taste the next day and all that, which yeah, I get. Yeah, it feels like a cat poop in your mouth, right? <laughs> Not for me. I'm I'm gonna like it, but um, I think she she kind of likes the, the experience, yeah. but she doesn't like that. Okay. So. Yeah. 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 You, and you ever get like your tongue starts burning when you brush your teeth, right? When you smoke a cigar. Do you get that too? Or is that yeah. More pipe? It's more of pipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's more of the pipe. Because you're drawing more yeah. and more. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, Kennedy Hall says, Skull is my go-to. You know, I, I, I think Mrs. Marshall might draw the line if I had Skull in my teeth for like a kiss. <laughs> that might not work. <laughs> Laura's, she's chiming in on Bone Thugs and Harmony. Dang, Laura. Bone thugs, bone thugs. Bone, bone thugs. <laughs> that was a surprise. <laughs> Didn't expect Laura to drop the bone thugs bone in thugs, harmony. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Not, not sure about bone thugs. Bone, th no, bone thugs were good. Uh, oh, here's a good question. Why do you say not to receive communion on Good Friday? 
This is the tradition from in the Eastern Church and the Western Church from the time of the apostles until 1955. And it's the same reason why we don't have a consecration, a sacrifice of the mass on Good Friday, because Good Friday is total desolation. No consolation. Desolation and consolation. The only thing that you get on Good Friday is you come forward and you kiss the crucifix. And that is your communion. It's a spiritual communion. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, so the reason we don't have a consecration on Good Friday is the same reason we don't have communion on sure. Good Friday. Sure. The priest does. That's the complete what happened on Monday, Thursday, because that host is carried over from Monday, Thursday. And there's symbol. I've been talking to Father Ripperger on the symbolism of that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's it's it's a more modern. I mean, let's just be honest. It's an Anibal Bugnini invention. Bugnini wanted people receiving communion on Good Friday, and uh, it's not traditional. Anything you want to add to that? No, that was perfect. Cool. Uh, John Wick says, is Good Friday service technically a mass? Well, technically, 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 Misa in Latin refers to a dismissal and by extension to any gathering of people who are then dismissed. Right. Um, so you'll see, like, for example, in the rule of St. Benedict, he'll even refer to non-Eucharistic assemblies as a mass. Right. Uh, you see in the early church sometimes, too. And then over time, it becomes restricted to the Eucharist. Sure. So on Good Friday, it's called the Mass of the Priest Sanctified in the Old Missiles. The idea being the consecration, the sanctification came the day before, pre-sanctified. Right, 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 right. Beautiful. So it's it's a Mass, but it's not a Eucharistic sacrifice. Sure. It's sure. more of an assembly. Good question, John Wick. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are starting to rediscover Triduum and what all this stuff means. Yeah, yeah. No, it's... It's 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 a good thing to know the, the the meaning behind everything, so that way it's not just checking the boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's a good question. I'm getting a ton because it happened this year. Uh, what happens if Good Friday breaks your First Friday devotion? So I asked some traditional priests about this. They said traditionally, if you're doing the first nine Fridays, yeah, and Good Friday is like month number five, yeah. Traditionally, you were just exempted and you just went to the next month. So it took you 10 months to do the first sure. nine and it okay. didn't break it. Okay. Because people were worried because this year it landed on it. But yeah, it did. People yeah. were like, I'm yeah. going to lose it. That's a good question. It is a good question. Yeah. yeah. Taylor Marshall is bad. Hopefully, like in a cool way. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Michael Jackson, right? Maybe Michael Jackson. Yeah, uh, what happened in 1963? So we talked about the beginning of the show. I'll just recap it. Mm-hmm. After John the 23rd died, some high higher ups, cardinals. I've never heard of the Pope Paul VI was involved, but cardinals had a occult black mass in which they invited Satan himself, the Prince of Demons to be enthroned in Vatican City in 1963 during the Second Vatican Council. I wonder how much of that um, coincides with the vision of Pope Leo XIII. Has to be. Has to be something. Has to be right there with it. Well, and um, Anne Catherine Emmerich said that Satan would be unleashed 50 to 60 years before the year 2000. Mm. So that's 1940, 1950. So there's already demonic stuff happening. Sure, sure. Um, 
And I, that's the thing. Like people think this is all conspiracy. And I'm like, you have Our Lady of La Salette, yep. Our Lady of Fatima. Yep. Pope Leo had a vision Correct. of demons coming upon Rome. Right. And he did. He wasn't just like, oh, darn. He wrote the St. Michael prayer. Sure. Wrote a St. Michael exorcism prayer. He commanded that every low mass have these prayers prayed at them, including the St. Michael prayer. That's right. And then it's like, oh, well, good thing nothing bad ever happened since then. <laughs> no. Like when you have multiple popes yeah. and Our Lady come down twice right. warning you, that means bad stuff's about it's to happen. Yeah, we she, can't just. She's batting what, a thousand. She's under. She's batting a thousand. Yeah, she never, you yeah. can't just say, well, this is a conspiracy theory. Right, right, right. It's like yeah. you're trying to say the popes and Our Lady were in on a <laughs> bogus conspiracy theory. Right. No. Well, l let me ask you this. Let's play okay. hypothetical really quickly. Okay. I, I'm interested to see where you would go with this. Assume, assume 1958, Cardinal Siri was elected. What do, you, what do you think we would be now? What would we be now? Yeah. Well, I think the world was already secularizing. Okay. So I think there probably would have been one or two martyrdoms of a pope by now. If, if Cardinal Siri was... If Cardinal Siri... I mean, they may, may, probably would have killed Cardinal Siri. Could have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, what we see in the third secret of Fatima sure. some kind of, like, killing of the Pope right. and cardinals and stuff. So yeah. if we had continued and been strong and been like, no abortion, no divorce, contraception. no contraception, right, right. you must become Catholic. Yeah. And, like, as globalism happened, we're like, no to Buddhism, no to Islam, no right. to Judaism, mm -hmm. no to Hindu, no to atheism. Sure. I think they would have gone and shot the Popes. They, they had no choice, right? They, yeah. they, and then we'd have martyr been, Popes. Right, yeah. And then we'd all be on fire. Oh, yeah. That would be so cool. We'd be on fire. Really? Oh, we're on fire right now. We'll be even more, be on, more fire. on fire. We'd be torched. We, exactly. We'd be torched. We'd be torched at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and if you see a... Uh, shout out to Cardinal Siri. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Cardinal Siri. But you know what's weird about Cardinal Siri? Like, everybody gets all hyped on him. And, like, a lot of the Sede Big Contests are, like, he was the real pope and all that. But he went along with the Novus Ordo. And, I mean, he was more conservative. Right. But he, he kind of went along with it, everything. Right? Yeah. And he like, wasn't the Pope uh, Pius the choice for next? I, yeah, I think yeah, he was. That's what he was yeah, yeah. I think he was. They didn't want him for sure. All right, let's look. Go in here and then question. When do you need to roll out again? Five thirty. Yeah. Okay. We got fifteen more minutes, or maybe a little less. We'll do ten more minutes. Can we revisit the Cardinal Pell killing? Well, we don't know if he was killed for sure. Um, so <laughs> I. Until we get facts and evidence, there's no no point in going over it again. Uh, Cardinal Siri, they're asking about Cardinal Siri. It's Cardinal S I R I. Right, Cardinal Siri. And yeah. in, I see this will work right now. In infiltration, that didn't work. Uh, I got a whole section. Oh wow! Uh, talks about Cardinal Siri in that in 1958 and everything that happened. So you can, you can check that out. Um. In your Nephilim video, oh, see, these things go fast. See, this, you know, this is my problem when I'm well, doing when, this When you got that many people. I know, here we go. In your Nephilim video, you said there might have been guardian angels that began lusting after women, but shouldn't angels be locked into their choice after the war? So they have perfect will. Yeah, so this, obviously, the traditional teaching is all demons either fell or didn't fall before the creation of man, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But the book of Enoch... <laughs> if it's true, and I would say it's not true, except for the very fact that St. Jude cites it mm. in his epistle in the New Testament. St. Jude said there was a second fall of angels, only 200 of them. 
Here it is. We're just talking about it. And these 200 were appointed by God to sanctify humanity. Yeah. And instead they taught them all this like wicked stuff. And then they copulated with women. And that raises the question, how could angels fornicate? How could angels procreate? Right. I don't know. Maybe they did some like in, some like high tech angelic in vitro <laughs> in vitro virtualization. It was, it was the AI at the time. Right? It was the AI IVF <laughs> thing going on. So it's a mystery for sure. I'm not saying it happened. That was just my book report on the Book of Enoch and Nephilim. Book of Enoch. That should be my next album, dude. Name, book of name, Enoch. Name of the album. Right? I'll probably do. A, I should do a mixtape. It's called the Book of Enoch. Oh, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. That'd be, that'd be fun. The Book of Enoch. Does Enoch pray the rosary daily and put you on the spot, bro? Oh, Mac? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do. I do. Yeah. Um, do I play with my family every day when, when I can? But me personally, I do, yes. Yeah, I pray it every day too. I, I would say, I got to be honest, I'll humiliate myself. Maybe once or twice a, a year, I won't finish it in a day. Okay. Like something, I'm traveling. You let your angel that. do it. No, I, what's funny <laughs> is, is like... Is that what St. Pio said? Like, when, sometimes that happens... And I'll be like praying it, and it'll be like 12.30 a.m., and I'll fall asleep. And then I'll like wake up at like 3 or 4, and I'm like, man, I can't sleep. Like, oh, I didn't finish. Oh. Where was I? Oh, I was in the fourth mystery, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'll finish it. There you go. There yeah. you go. And my guardian angel got like, he punched me in the gut on it. Right, yeah. yeah. He's trying to finish it for you. Oh, here we go. Is Taylor drinking Bud Light? Boy, I would punch you in real life, John Wick. I don't care <laughs> if you're John Wick, how many guns you got. Yeah. <laughs> this is non-alcoholic beer. Texas Select. It's local. Texas Select. Goes with the buckle. <laughs> Bud Light. If I was wearing Bud Light, if I was drinking Bud Light, I'd have a wig on right now. <laughs> uh, Tradcat says, I love when you mix in Bishop Sheen in your song. Okay, yeah. I'm going to disagree on that one time. Go ahead. I can't remember what song it is. Yeah. It's it's towards the end. Bishop Sheen is like screaming and yelling. Yes. What song is that? It's a uh, uh, Great Awakening. Okay. Yeah. So whenever I'm on like treadmill or I'm running and that one, I listen to the whole song and yeah. then he comes on and he's screaming yeah. and like for some reason it like messes me up running. So I always skip right there. <laughs> okay. No worries. It's just that one. Yeah. Because he's like he's like yelling, you know. Yeah. It could be with your headphones yeah. on. You got you got something. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, oh man, I, this is the part where I skip that. Yeah. One. <laughs> but no, but I do love Bishop Sheen, and he does say legit stuff in there. Oh, yeah, 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 he does. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's where. Oh yeah, he's saying like, down with the the. Down you can't with the you can't down build the down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good down. quote. It is. Yeah, it's it a is. good quote. I mean, you chose a good quote. And the beat, with what he's saying. Yeah, I know. everything worked out perfectly. Yeah. yeah no, I like great. it. I like it aesthetically, but for some reason, I, when I'm like working out, sweating and stuff, I like, I fast forward that. I like Sheen. I do too. What do you think about Sheen doing Novus Ordo? Why did he do that? He's probably just just going with the flow, doing doing his best to be, you know, yeah, with, yeah obedient, with the obedient. Yeah. yeah. Here's one right here, Miss Mr. B. Can you interview Dylan Mulvaney? Please? Can we do that? <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if Dylan was right here? That would be hilarious. I would love to see that. You and Dylan Mulvaney. Is, <laughs> have a couple Bud Lights out. Oh man, that would be hysterical. I wouldn't be able to buy him though. He, Dylan would have to bring. Bring, I want to say his, I don't know, on YouTube. Oh, I you know, say. he'll probably have his face in it, right? Oh, yeah, he'll have it. That's the thing about those guys. They're, they're such narcissists. Mm. Did you ever see the the, the time where um, 
uh, an unknown rat doctor who controlled the world for three years. Mm-mm. I won't say his name. Okay. Oh, oh yeah, I know you're talking <laughs> you about. know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Can't say that on this channel. No, at one point. You can say on the podcast, he, but on this channel. He was doing an interview. And you know those holy candles? Yeah, yeah. He had one of his face behind him. That's how sacrilegious, of, how dude. How much of a narcissist do you have to That's be? That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. There's no humility. Because usually they have like the Sacred Heart, yeah, Our Lady, St. Yeah, Joseph. Michael, yeah, those. Yeah. Uh, no, it was him. It was himself. Uh, as, as, as the Sacred Heart. Praise to himself. <laughs> okay, here we go. What if you have no Catholic church in your area? I live in the Netherlands, and I know there's an FSSP in Amsterdam, but I'm not old enough to go with a car, and my parents are Calvinist, by the way. Mm, oh, no. Yeah, so you, you do what's called a dry mass. Oh, no. So you get a missile, and you you don't pray the words of consecration, right. but you, you just read through the prayers of the day, and then when you get to the communion part, you pause, and you pray the Our Father, and then you just ask Jesus to come into you your... spiritual communion. Yeah, you do a spiritual yeah. communion. You ask Jesus to come in your heart to unite himself, body, blood, soul, and divinity with you, right. and he does. Right. That's the Catholic... That's Council of Trent. Mm. He does. And uh, keep yourself in a state of grace. And then if you need to get to confession, um, I would contact one of the priests. Right. They'll probably help you. I, I, I know of traditional priests, certainly in the FSSP, who will travel and help help for a confession. Aren't they great? They're great. They're so great. cool. Yeah. <clears throat> we, need a, uh, we need a Catholic daily wire. We do. Like this big... We need a Catholic Daily Wire. We, we are the Catholic Daily Wire. Yeah. We're just not that organized. We're not, that's, that's the point. <laughs> we, need, yeah, we need something where we... Because I'm telling you, um, they're doing something about the current culture. You know, yeah. Which is... And I'm not the biggest fan. There are a couple of guys over there. I like, I like Michael Knowles. I, I like, like Knowles. Walsh. I like Walsh. Yeah, yeah, I like those guys. Um, I feel that Ben Shapiro kind of says some offhanded stuff about Christianity. Yeah, he's not a fan of Christ. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. I don't he, like that. He has... We couldn't we couldn't say things that he says about our Christ Jesus Christ, right. Lord and Lord and Savior. What he says about us, we we in public, if we said that about his affiliation, yeah, we'd be run out on a rail. No, you can't criticize that, unfortunately. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we need a, we need we need a, we need a Catholic Daily Wire. Yep. All right, let's do a few more here. Oh, here we go. This is a good one. Solitarius. Can you give us men some good advice on Catholic courting? I'm, I'll let Enoch on this, but I'm just going to jump in. You must be the best. You must be fit, charismatic, attractive, and you must be a true patriarch, which is yeah. strength and masculinity coupled with sacrifice yes. and meekness and piety. That's manhood. That's manhood. Yeah, that's patriarchy. Manhood is. Patriarchy. Long live the patriarchy. Yeah, long live the patriarchy. Great song that you did. So, <laughs> I, so here's what I see with a lot of young traditional men. Yeah, they pray the rosary every day. Yep. They're praying the breviary. They're doing the little office of the Virgin Mary. They're going to daily mass. Yeah. They got every scapular on. Yep. You know, but they don't exude patriarchy. Right. In that, there's no adventure. Yes. Right? Yeah. There's no charisma. You're like, well, that doesn't matter. What really matters is let me look that does matter. Sure. To for being when a woman looks for a mate, 
Yes. I'm going to be with this guy for the next 70 years. And we're going to have children and grandchildren together. Right. He wants a guy who she wants a guy who's entrepreneurial and has a sense of adventure and drive, victory yeah. yeah, and victory. Yeah. And the, you young Catholic trad men, you need to have, I think when we grew up, yeah. those of us that have gray, you know, yes. uh, I think that was a little bit more part of culture. Now there's no, there's no initiation yeah. process anymore. Yes. For a man that what is you, you get your drive license. You get, you get the drive now. Congratulations, you're a man. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I may to add to that, I think what you said was actually brilliant. Um, I can go as far as to say if she's rightly ordered, no woman can resist a man who's conquered his own will. Mm-hmm. I think I think that mm-hmm. if you could conquer your own will, if you could, you know, all the sanctification process is really is just to deny yourself and be detached from everything. Yeah. And when you are, you can actually focus on loving the person. Right. And, and then you're able to sacrifice. You're able to sacrifice, yeah. yeah. Which is what, and you're not afraid. What you're called to do, yeah. That's what men are called to do. And that's attractive. Yes. If you need to understand there's male, female, there's a polarity there. Mm. If you're a man who's more towards the effeminate, where you're, you know, yeah. you're not attractive. And vice versa. Yeah. Normally, I know there's people with disordered sure. attractions, but normally... And maybe we can have some of the women out there chime in. Right. You know, like there needs to be mm. the sense of advent- adventure. There is. Have you heard of the uh, this this whole thing of for some reason they find that women who are using contraception regularly are actually attracted more to feminine men? Yes, that's right. We've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've always wanted to do the study. I don't know how to do it, but I want to do the study. I want to see the correlation between the teachers who end up in scandal with, mm. with, with young students and contraception. Interesting. I've always wanted to make... Yeah, these make you're talking about female teachers, female teachers who are getting together with teenage boys. Yes, yes. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's weird. I'm, yeah, because I wanted to do that study. It's like, is there a correlation? I'm, I'm sure contraception has a lot, a lot to play with. Yeah, you know, to, yeah to, for sure. To be part of it, yeah. All right, well, we're coming up on your time limit. Yes, sir. Man, I wish yeah. we could go another hour. Yeah, me too. This is great. I, I got to go. Sound check. So you got to do a sound one, check. Two, one, two. So, um, well, this is a good show. We'll do it again. Yeah. And uh, great to have you here in Texas. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, and, uh, thanks everybody, for, for hanging out with us. Yeah. I, overall, awesome. thank you. It's been awesome. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for your questions and your comments. And, you know, back to the show topic, I would say we have to pray for our church. We have to encourage our priests, our bishops, our cardinals, our pope to pursue, I mean, patriarchy, right? Patriarchy. Yeah. Like yeah. the virtue. Strength. With sacrifice. Yes. That's what Christ is. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Strength of sacrifice is patriarchy. Right. Yeah. You ever, okay. ever, ever heard of the uh, virtue of providentia? Mm-mm. It's a great virtue. Providentia. Providentia. It's uh, foresight. Vir- yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, foresight. It's, it's the virtue of making future decisions based on past experiences. Yes. I, it's helped me so much yeah. on building virtue. Because I can, you know, sometimes. I don't have the the virtue. I don't have the virtue of integrity because we lost that at you know, at, at, right. at the fall. And sometimes my my reaction to my to my boys it, it, it's overreaction. Yeah, there's anger there, and then I'll write it down. The next time he does the same thing, I'll react according to justice. There you go. Something like this providential works. Yeah, I think it helps build virtue. Yeah, because you gotta have that game plan. So good. yeah, that's good. Wanted to add that. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, pray your rosary every day. Pray your rosary every day. Read your Bible every day. Find a traditional Latin mass. Amen. 
men need to be fasting on Fridays. Today's a Friday. Um, skip a meal. Eat something you don't like. You know? <laughs> right. But don't be on Friday night when your wife makes like a nice tuna or salmon. Oh, I'm not eating that. So I'm fat. You yeah, know. charity. Yeah, charity. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, let's, let's pray Hail Mary in Latin. Let's sure. close it up. All right. right. Oremos. Nomini Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in molieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Jesus Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc in ora nostri, mortis nostri, Amen. Sancta Maria, ora pro nobis, Sancta Joseph, ora pro nobis. Let's pray the St. Michael prayer. You want Latin or English? I know it English. Let's do English. Yeah. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, it's stuck. <laughs> We gotta sign off, but it won't let us. I've never had this happen before. <laughs> oh well. Wants All right. Well, wants, wants everybody can. Look, everybody. God wants the Saint Michael prayer on the screen. Yeah. There it is. Everybody pray it together. There it is. Pray it again. Yeah. Pray it over <laughs> and over and over in Latin. All right. Well, Enoch, thanks for being on. It's been awesome. Thanks again. Let's do it again. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. And. Uh, yeah, thanks for your encouragement and thanks for your, for your music. Thank you. And everything you're doing and um, God bless you. God bless you too. Yeah. Thank you. All right, let's see if we can get back on the screen here. I've never had this happen in all my years. It's just that, you know what? We were praying the St. Michael prayer. Devil said, I'm not going to allow that. <laughs> <laughs> and St. Michael says, well, yeah. I'm, I'm up there already, so keep yeah. praying. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. St. Michael, get him. All right, everybody, remember our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salts of the earth. So go out there and be salty, <laughs> like the video, subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. God bless. Love that. Be salty. <laughs>